It could well trigger a new era for our national game. The Gaelic Players Association met formally for the first time in Belfast last night. Players probably feel it's time that maybe some of their ideas were heard. The Breakaway Gaelic Players Association and the GAA hierarchy seem set on a collision course tonight. And the official recognition agreement between the GAA and GPA uh, provides for um, joint commercial ventures. The player development programme that's in place is something that's vital to the well-being of our players. You do your utmost to, to serve the members and uh, that excites me a whole bunch. Every day, you know, we're working with players. They're the centre of everything that we do. You're very welcome along to The Player's Voice, a podcast brought to you by the Gaelic Players Association. My, my name is Kieran McSweeney and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Leash footballer Colm Begley. Colm, uh, you're very welcome back to The Player's Voice. You weren't with us the, the last day. You were uh, preparing for preparing for championship, but we, we allowed you back. Um, how's the form? Not too bad. Not too bad. Championship is done and dusted. The, the year for, for us is finished up and... Um... Yeah, it's been it's been a strange year, Kieran. It's a long year, like you know, even though it's been a shorter season, it's been a long year from rollover from last year and stuff. But um, back with the club myself at the moment, all these young lads flying around the place uh, make me feel older. But no, it, it's a good, it's enjoyable. Um, and look, like I said, we've got a new little start too with work with Tom coming on board. So at the moment, uh, yeah, not too bad. I'm feeling good. How are you? Good, yeah, not not, not so bad at all. Um, what was it going to say to you? Yeah, I suppose. Going back into the club and seeing those young lads running around the place now, are you relying now on your experience? Is that what 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 you what you what you put everything down to now? Your experience will get you by. Is that it? Less action, more talk. Um, which is which is probably the way I live my life for most of the thing. But it's it's uh, I'm starting to in inverted commas or abbreviation coach more now to the guys. But uh, I know it's great. Like it's it's um it's always good to go back like we said before also cliche but it's always good to go back to the club um different energy out of it, i suppose it's obviously not as serious maybe for some teams is but not as serious fully but good training but a little bit more kind of obviously enthusiasm and excitement and young young players in it so um it's been good it's been enjoyable and we hopefully we go well enough this year um but for us we've a lot of young players coming through so kind of keeping them involved and interested and engaged and developing them is a, is a big part of it. So looking forward to doing that in some way. And how's the body? I know you had a few niggles and injuries, which well, kind of curtailed your involvement um, with Leash in this season. There. They're still there, Kieran. It's, it's, it's old age. Who knew? Like, you know, <laughs> no one told me. I'm getting, still getting the, the short haircuts to try and keep the grades away. But no, it's um, they're all right. Look, it's it's hopefully once the season's over with club, I'll just do a bit of work myself. Um, take some time off you know actually we were actually pretty quick back into the club um only by a week and a half off but it hasn't been too long of a year for us i suppose you know officially with with leash um and yeah just trying to manage it now at the moment and and keep it keep an eye on the load i'm doing but like i said the probably intensity and the, the amount of training isn't as much as as, as county so that helps a small bit you're kind of getting a little bit more of a rest yeah, look, um, well, well, the very best of luck with it um, throughout the, the club season. Look, really looking forward to this chat. We're going to have uh, a very important topic that we're going to address with down footballer Kevin McKernan. And we'll also be hearing from our player welfare manager, Jennifer Rogers. But um, yeah, the, the, the story that Kevin is going to tell us from a couple of perspectives is important. But, but especially, I suppose, in terms of his health and his welfare and the the support that that he he reached out for and, and needed over the course of the last number of months. 
Yeah, it's, it's a very specific story and a great story to hear that it, it, it worked out so well. But I suppose it's a template really for all players that, you know, in any situation where their welfare is under, under concern or under pressure that, you know, we're here to support them. And again, the idea behind this conversation is to highlight to other players that if you are in need of support with welfare, well-being, physical or mental, you know, we're here to help out in that in that area massively. And, and we, we encourage any players to get in touch with us. There's nothing too small. Um we're here to help so it's great to hear him come on and Kev's been a great supporter of the GPA for a long long time and has engaged with us in numerous different areas but um, he'll, he'll tell his story and I'm sure resonate with a lot of players. Well, we look forward to hearing from Down footballer Kevin McKernan in just a couple of moments. The Gaelic Players Association representing the interests of all intercounty players protecting their welfare on and off the pitch and supporting their development as people. Well, we're delighted to be joined now on The Player's Voice by GPA Player Welfare Manager Jennifer Rogers and by down footballer Kevin McKernan. You're both very welcome to, to the podcast. And Kevin, we'll start with yourself. I don't know if a health scare is uh, too strong a, a way to put it, but you might tell us about, um, I suppose, the situation you were faced with uh, uh, recently. And, and and is a health scare or health worries, is, is it too strong a way to put it? Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, no, it was a worrying time for me, and it probably came at a head with um, the coronavirus sort of pandemic uh, heightening and, and the restart of the intercounty season. Um, the biggest thing for me was was the reality check that I got, um, and it, it was routine uh, blood pressure check in school. Um, the local principal um, had a monitor, and we'd taken some staff in to do it. And as he as he did it, there was a, a, a wee sign flashed up. Um, a regular rhythm in, in your heart, a uh, regular heartbeat. So it was something that sort of, uh, not that I laughed it off, but I thought maybe there was something wrong with the machine. Uh, I spoke to a family about it. Um, my aunt is a GP and she signposted me to uh, to obviously my own GP to get it checked out. So yeah, lucky to get uh, the right people in my own family. But then slowly but surely, the I got a few checks done, blood pressure, um, other tests done with the GP and they sort of felt that there may be a query along the lines of uh, an irregular rhythm um, in my heart. Um, this coincided obviously with, with something else that uh, I actually had contracted coronavirus um, earlier in the season and it was actually I reached out to Colum at the time in the GPA to talk about the return to play and, and Jenny as well in terms of um, you know what was in place for the team but um, luckily, you know, mine was an isolated incident, uh, isolated like normal, returned and played last year's inter-county season against um, Fermanagh and Calvin shortly after having coronavirus, so got through that fine, but um, sort of February, March time of this year, um, when I got the blood pressure checked on, I just thought to myself, maybe was there a whole lot more in this? Um, so yeah, um, I called then to, to call him again, and she put me in line with uh, with Jenny in, in uh, the GPA with, with player welfare, and to me, really... I've always known what what the the GPA had to offer in terms of you know reaching out for for many um, you know different aspects of of a player's life, be it career, finances, business, whatever it is. But um, you know when I touched base with with uh, with the guys in GPA, it it gave me um, assurances that everything was being done for me as a player. Um, you know everyone's got their own GP, everyone's got their own sort of thoughts around their health um, and. Whenever I was faced with this, um, I, I turned to the GPA to see was there anything there that they could they could do or help me out with, and, and thankfully that happened. Take us back, Kevin, so to that that first time when when you you had that the the blood pressure check and something shown up, and you say you almost 
laughed it off. But when then you went and you talked to your own aunt and she talked about like getting it checked out with the GP, what was what was the feeling there at that stage? Um, it, a whole lot of things. The fact that I had returned to play intercounty football um, after having coronavirus, um, and then uh, like there was physios and doctors and different ones that I had spoken to about the return to play and the GP as well in terms of um, you know you know the testing that was there. Uh, number one for coronavirus for, for teams is there and in place but um, you know do we know the repercussions of um, returning to sport after that um, and then only recently the, the Christian Eriksen incident yeah. Euros like it's just you know the fact that the GPA you know the heart screening was always an ongoing thing that teams could utilise um, you know and, and, and get that into their county set up once a year or every other year it's fantastic so you know, but going forward, I feel, you know, it's a huge thing that players understand um, if there is any concerns or worries around maybe having coronavirus and returning to sport. You know, there's been some studies done in, in Australia and America around that. and You know, you just want um, reassured that when you go back, uh, you're in a place whereby you can push your body to the limits, you know. And I suppose when, when you when you saw the example over the summer of what happened with Christian Eriksen and, and and thankfully I saw some pictures on on social media yesterday of Christian Eriksen back in the Inter Milan um, uh, training facility. I don't know if he's back training yet, but he's back in and talking to the players. But when you see something like that happening, um, I suppose do, do you kind of feel a bit of relief that at least. Um, you got this checked out early and something um, bigger potentially w- was averted? Yeah, it was probably the, you know, going down to um, Professor Maher um, down in the Hermitage Clinic. Um, you know, I walked away from him knowing that my body and my mind was in a good place to return to training. Um, it was lockdown too, whereby the intercounty um, season was players training uh, you know, running sessions on your own, pushing your body to the limit. And I was doing that on my own, thinking, how hard am I pushing myself? Um, and again, I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting to the tail end of my career. Um, you know, I, it just played in my mind going, and this was before the Christian Erickson incident, just going, yeah. how hard can I push my body having, you know, suffered the infection of coronavirus, having returned to play, and then, you know, the lockdown, um, you know, situation of uh, working from home on remote learning with school, there was just so many. And that's what Professor Maher had said um, when I went down to see him. He did a couple of tests um, that I went away with, um, you know, down there, um, a carotid artery scan. Fantastic what they did for me. Um, but coming away from that, I just knew in my head, you know, this is a, a man in the, the top of his field telling me, you know, you're a healthy young man. He reassured me that, you know, I played inter-county football and he checked cholesterol levels, all of those things. And, you know, again, it was just keeping top of your head, um, you know, all of those things. So, yeah, um, that was the And Kevin, I suppose one of the things as well is like when something like this happens and, and you're worried, obviously, personally yourself and you've concerns and you're anxious, but... Obviously, I can only imagine that your family also suffers all of those emotions as well. Yeah, um, again, my, my dad was involved, um, and again, another GA-related one, the, the Meath and Down team of 91 were involved in a, a study around sort of middle-aged men, you know, they're all sort of 
reaching 53, right up to 65. And, uh, you know, Dad went to that uh, sort of study. I think there was a backer come in with money to, to look at this and to come away with information around, you know, at the time those men were elite athletes in the 90s. Um, and actually, unfortunately, you know, we lost our, our um, county manager, Eamon Burns. Um, very emotional time for us as players. Um, Eamon had just retired. Um, Ambrose Rogers was another player on that team, had died of a heart attack. So, you know, this is real life stuff. And you go to yourself, my goodness, where am I in all of this? Um, yeah. In terms of me being that athlete now, me retiring and, and number one, looking out for myself. So I think that was the biggest thing um, that I got out of reaching out to the GPA was using those resources um, and, and coming away from it feeling happier in myself that, that I was able to be, um, you know, still competing with, with Down. And, you know, I completed this season, felt really good. Um, and, and again, that was off the back of the confidence that I got from, from my assessment down with Professor Maher. And Kev, it's, 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 it's something I think, um, and Jenny, you can hop in as well with this from players' point of view. I think it's the unknown that really kind of worries and grabs players, I'm sure with everyone else, but. You know, when you're playing and training and you've built up say, a career, the knowledge of your body and injuries and how you can react to them. But when it comes to something like this and that COVID kind of put a span in the works with regards to not knowing how it's going to impact people and affect people, that's really where it can pull on players physically and mentally. And I think we've even seen that even with, and Jenny, you can hop in here, but even mental health, you know, it's still a lot of unknowns about that too from, from, from players, how to deal with it, what exactly it is. So... I think, like you said, the biggest thing is being able to talk to someone and get reassurance from a professional. And then once it's known, you can go back and commit to either recovering or, like you said, Kevy, for us older dads, giving as much as we can in, in the games, whatever career we have. And I think for us as an association, um, that's what we want to do is make sure people have the options to go and get reassurance, not to be left in the unknown, um, which will also help them then down the line. So... It's a great story, and I'm delighted to hear such a positive result from McKevy. It's, I think, it's something that you know, we hope more players will, will avail of. Thanks, Colin. Thank you. <clears throat> um, my, my biggest thing, even Jenny, I have to say thanks for everything that, that you did. I'm sure you're inundated with stuff, but um, the important job you do, I, I was I was glad to be on the receiving end of, of all your work. Thank you. No problem at all, Kevin. And as Columns are just delighted, I suppose, that, you know, we were able to provide that support for you and to give you that reassurance and peace of mind. And I think that is an important point that Colin made there in terms of we're not going to be experts in everything that, that players need, but just having those links to the different supports and services that we have, that if there is an issue that a player has, that we can link them in with their appropriate or the relevant support. So for you, Kevin, it was Advanced Medical Services, so AMS. Um, they're the organisation who manage our cardiac screening programme and they obviously have the contacts then, as you said, with the, the guys who are at the top of their field in terms of um, Prof Maher and, and the different consultants that they can link players in with. Um, similar to our, our counselling supports and our, our mental health support services. It's just around being able to, you know, players come to us with specific needs in terms of their, their welfare um, and then it's being able to link them in with the appropriate and relevant support to give them the, the help that they need and the support that they need. And um, it's great to hear, I suppose, positive stories um, and to hear how you found it beneficial and it did give you that peace of mind, Kevin. So it's great and thanks very much for, for sharing that story with us as well. Thank you. Jenny, just on the on on that, uh, as you say, 
internally within the, the the GPA team. We can't be experts in everything, but that signposting that we can deliver and signposting to the right expertise, and that's pretty wide ranging. We can support our, the, the membership in terms of pretty much any issue that they may be facing um, that falls under under your area of, of welfare we have the expertise that we can signpost them to. And I think that's really important for our membership to know. Definitely. And I think Colin might, might come in here as well in terms of the, the player safety and welfare committee that we have a lot of really qualified guys across um, a broad range of expertise on that committee who can advise us around different supports for players. Um, similar to our, I suppose, our partnerships with AMS or with the Council Sports Service or even in relation to Injury Fund and the Past Player Medical and Surgical Intervention Fund um, that Eamon looks after. All of these supports and services are there to support players across the, the range of different welfare issues that might come up. And it's just about having those links then to, to link them in with the person who's going to be best placed to support them and to help them. Um, so, yeah, definitely, if any player has any issue, we will try our best to suppose if we can't help, we'll link them in with somebody who can. And, and Jenny, what are the, the, the issues or the, 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 the situations where players come to that, that come in front of you most often in terms of the, the teams or the areas that people are looking for support in? It can really vary, I suppose, in terms of um, injury. It's just maybe players who have been injured and are out of work as a result of, of their injury. And it's looking at how to navigate the injury support process there with the GAA and with their own enhanced injury scheme. And um, similar to Kevin, there's been a few players maybe this year and last year throughout the COVID-19 pandemic who maybe had different health concerns and they got in touch in relation to them. And we were able to signpost them or link them in with the relevant professional who could I suppose who's best placed to, to provide them with the care that they need. Similar as well with the counselling support services, it, it can be really anything. Um, so I know that kind of it's a bit cliched, but there is no problem too big or too small. So issues that players have can range from, you know, bereavement, um, loss of employment, um, can be anything to do with, you know, just low mood or just not feeling themselves, feeling stressed, family issues, um, anxiety, depression. And that counselling support service is there just to provide players with you know, that safe space, um, non-judgmental space with qualified counsellors just to, to talk through how they're feeling and get support. Um, so there's a, there's a range of different things, I suppose, that we can provide support with. It's just about, you know, players reaching out and getting in touch and then we'll do our best to, to link them in with the best person to support them. And Jenny, on that as well, the, the players reaching out, what also has been really helpful is other players and teammates also reaching out in a, in a, in a positive way and not, not obviously trying to go behind someone's back, but we have the Injury Player Support Programme, which is basically looking to engage players who've had maybe a, a medium to long-term injury in in coaching or in other aspects of their life because it's very difficult to come back from a long-term injury. Um, can feel quite isolated. can be very tough on the mental mental health, but you know, we've had some players that have come to us during that time and have just reverted their newly found time both into recovery and also into their earlier areas of life. And... I think having our teammates and players and reps just let us know about injuries, lads who have been injured, or if there's a team or a group or an individual player having a hard time, you know, we'll happily engage with that player and engage with the rep who's helped us out. And it's been a huge help for us, we found over the last while, um, just players looking after players. Yeah, I think, Colin, that's, isn't that the most important thing, that like Kevin sharing his story here today, it's it's players trust players as well and, uh, and, and, and take what they have to, to say on board and look if, if any players are in 
in any sort of similar position or, or need help in any area like just just to reach out um kevin how are you in yourself at the moment how, how, how are you feeling how's things yeah really good um back playing with the club now the club season has kicked into gear with um a quick fire league program and championship coming up in september so really good playing a little bit of golf during the summer have uh Tried to get my handicap down a small bit and uh, enjoying the break from from school. Um, you know, it's it's been a a year like no other with um, you know the pandemic and and the football season being so so different, along with all of our our work lives having to be sort of re-navigated to different ways through Zoom and Teams and different things. So yeah, it's been good. And um, you know, again, just to concur with you, all said. Um, you know, I reached out to the G, uh, the GPA, probably in 2012 as well for for um, for some support for education. I, I went back to do teaching at a time, so you know the the programs that you guys have, um, in terms of or the people that you have to try and uh, direct you on the right way. You know, I've had help at the time with my application for Samiris University to go back and do teaching, which was a big step for me. Um, but again. As a as a GA player, intercounty player, you know I was trapped in a in a bubble of of training. We were in the All Ireland final two thousand and ten, and had made uh, the panel with with Column on the international rules, and you know it, it was probably masking for me. And um, two thousand nine, ten, eleven was the first three years on the county scene. It was going really well. Won a couple of club championships as well, and but off the field, you know I wanted to go and chase uh, something else as well. I was an electrician with with my father. Um, I just felt um, coming out of school that I didn't um, fulfil you know, my potential there due to football um, and I didn't want to hold that back so yeah I went back and did teaching as well so um, just there's so much comes into my head when I when I think about the you know my past um, involvements with yourselves and my intercounty you know we must get it across to players the importance that if you're happy and healthy off the pitch and, and things are really positive in your life with your job and family and different things you know, you have to be able to be in a position there to perform. And if you haven't got those boxes ticked, you know, and I think that's a huge thing for each county, um, not only management and players, but, you know, county boards to take on that ownership that you're dealing with people here. You're not dealing with footballers who just go out and perform for you week in, week out. You know, these people have to develop as, as people as well. And I think, you know, the GPA to be really, I feel... You know, a world leader in in what you do for for players in in our code, and to think we're we're this we amateur association that is. I'm even hearing last week they're they're going to be commentating in in Spanish. They all are. Right, yeah. like it, it's great. crazy. It's crazy to think where it's going. But you know, the work that the GPA do, and, and I think it's something that maybe you know we could look at bigger fundraising initiatives as players, like maybe a you know an intercounty golf challenge as current players to go and raise the profile and and raise money within our provinces and do things like that that are really out there proactive and the players are the ones that benefit from it at the end because the commitment that it takes to play inter-county football you know it's fantastic but it should never hold back um, anything else in your life be it health or, or career and two things finally kevin that, that i want to touch on one you mentioned there and the fact that like it's what it's we're 2021 now and you reached out to the gpa initially back in 2012 eight or nine years ago and i suppose it's important for maybe younger players on squads to realize that get your house in order early uh, early on to make the, the to take the steps that when you do come toward 
the, the, the tail end of your career that you're not left looking around thinking, well, what direction do I go next? Yeah, that's, you know, whatever career you're in, you know, whether you're you're in, in education, business, you know, medical, whatever it is, you know, there's always something you can be better at. Or, you know, for me, coming out of school, um, you know, my A-levels um, in the north here, it just didn't didn't work out. Uh, unfortunately, we won the Hogan Cup, and again, my results suffered because of football. And you know, at the time, you just thought, "Sure, it's fine. It'll be okay," and and whatever. And you know, I, I did get good support, good guidance there at that time. But you know, um, I, I just can't. You know, and I've helped so many lads and down, um, have a chat, and people, you know, because I went back to do what I did, and I actually went back to do teaching off the back of of a past player, Ronan Sexton. Who did similar? He was a bricklayer and went back to do teaching. And uh, you know, teaching was always a dream of mine. I, I love coaching and working with kids, and you know, realizing their potential in the classroom now. Um, when you have thirty children in front of you, you know, it's a lovely um, responsibility to have. And and you know, that was something that I that I didn't sort of anticipate doing because inter-county football was so busy, and I'll never get time to go back to uni and you know once I sat down with the right people Paddy Talley actually the, the, the down manager last year at the time 2010 he was our trainer with down and you know I made a few phone calls with him and, and you know using your contacts like you know Paddy Talley didn't do any exams for me he guided me to listen this is what you need to do I had to go back and repeat my A-levels and uh, did that part time you know it, it's a story that I can tell you know to any inter-county lad that it's never too late to, to look after you know that end of your life to ensure that on the field you can fulfil your potential. And I know some of the down lads in the past, the, the MBNA programme in, in DCU, um, I think two fellas, Callum King and, and Connor McGinn, I think, went to do uh, to do that. And again, you know, I think the big thing, and it's you know, it's no disrespect to to the likes of Dublin or Cork or whatever, or Kerry, these high profile and they are because they're winners. Um but, you know, players there, you know, they always I feel and I always remember the GPS saying that that those were the counties that seek to help the most and, and you know, the Downs and Fermanaghs and Leitrims and, and, and Waterfords of this world in football, go and reach out. If it's you that needs support, go and do it. You're every bit as vital to your county as, as someone from Dublin and, you know, um, you know we want that uh, potential to be fulfilled in, in all counties and, and in all players. And last one for me, and I think, um, Colm, you want to get back in, but you, you mentioned the, 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 obviously the teaching side of things and it's, what the the second week of August now we might expect you to have your uh, your your feet up and watching the Olympics uh, morning noon and night at the moment but you're you're talking to us from the classroom. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> it was something I was asked to do. Um, thankfully, the the government uh, in the north here um, put uh, serious money back into schools over the summer to try promote children's well-being and and boost their activity levels and sort of bridge the gap between the the time they're in school from from June right through to September. So yeah, we've we've run uh, two one week uh, wellbeing camps based on on a holistic sort of look at at wellbeing, physical activity, creativity, art, science, STEM. So it's been really good. The teachers, um, classroom assistants have come in over the summer to do that. Again, funded by by the government. So um, it's been it's been enjoyable. The summer's been summer's been lovely. The weather's been amazing. Um, I've been on a, a trip down to Kerry and, and and played a little bit of golf down there and uh, yeah it's just been it's been a nice summer and and um, just looking forward to uh, looking forward to getting back with with the kids in September and getting back to school and, and back to normality where we hope in a yeah. small way like yes, even yeah. you know it's a small thing but 
um, in schools here they've been in, in straight rows back to old time straight rows looking up at you and I think you know in time we'll get back to normality where they're able to play together outside and, and bubbles will be um, sort of a distant memory and they're able to, to sit in, in groups in classrooms facing each other and, and have that connection and to think that life has um, you know as teachers we, we think about the changes we've had to do everyone's had to do it in every walk of life and please God you know towards uh, September the beginning of school and Christmas we're we're on a better path somewhere and, and, and let's hope that it's it's uh, going to be positive um, for, for, for our players uh, both on the pitch and off it certainly well said Colm you wanted to come in there Oh, I think Jenny wants to come in there first thing, Jenny, do you? I was just going to say that I, I think Kevin has just shared a really, really important message um, that, you know, he shared it much better than, than any of us could in terms of that vital role that the people in your, your network play in terms of supporting you and, you know, not being afraid to, to reach out and to, you know, use those resources. I think it's it's crucial for not just young players to, to hear Kevin's story, but you know, he's just, I suppose, testament that it's, it's never too late to go back and try something that you wanted to try. And all the success that you've had on the pitch, Kevin, um, you know, that you were also looking for, for those other aspects of your life to be fulfilled as well. And I think, you know, just massive fair play to you for, for going after it and, and for using the resources and supports that are available to you. And I think it's a brilliant story for any players, male and female, to hear. Yeah, and I actually meant to say that too, that, you know, the, the way the, GA, the GPA has merged with the, the women's... Um, you know, players, representatives. Anyway, I've been involved with with uh, local girls teams in in my own club and that. And you know, the girls' game at the minute. I've watched a couple of the games. The skill level and and you know the promotion of ladies' football. Um, you know the young girls in my class. Like that, I've been asked to come and train them the old time in in Newry, which uh, Newry Shamrock's different club to my own. And I, I I do tell them, you know, I don't train you to be an intercounty footballer. I just want you to be happy and healthy in your life. And if you end up being an inter-county footballer, I would love someday to go and watch you play for down. And you can see them buy in. And young, you know, young girls in particular, um, you know, the dropout rate, I did a study at university around that too. You know, there's so much we can be doing, you know, out, out of the back of this pandemic. Like it's been, it's been a period like no other. And, and you know, the challenges that we're going to be faced with, but how how much can we get as many children playing our games as possible? And, and, you know, if you're a player and you can give that wee bit back to your club to go and to coach and help out, I think it has to be done. And, you know, as teachers, again, promoting our games in school, I place a huge emphasis on on just general, you know, activities with the ball and, and that's crossover to all sports. But, you know, the kids in my class, I just love the way they, they, they enjoy it and they see the positive aspect of it. And, and, you know, I think that's a huge thing we can promote as players around the country as well, is, is that involvement in sport and the positive... Uh, positive sort of life skills it promotes you know it, it they'll be carried the rest of their lives Kevy Kevy thanks for that like uh, some some really brilliant points being made all around and I think Jenny your last point too about the support network you know we're here obviously as a support for players but don't underestimate the team members the coaches you have around you I think I think everyone's more aware now especially after last year of looking after each other and look, as an association, we, we try and put as many supports in place for, for people of whatever stage they're at in their career, whatever they're at, um, physical welfare, mental welfare, male and female athletes and people. Um, but we're, we're learning as well as you we go along. We're always trying to improve and enhance what we do. And and sometimes even players reaching out to us highlights in our area we need to focus on and highlights ways we can improve again. So this is a players association. We always look to the players to lead it. Um, 
and that comes off the back of even dealing with people and and, and listening to their problems. So, Kevy, thanks so much for coming on. Like, always a pleasure to talk. I might take you up on that uh, golf fundraising uh, idea there at some stage again. Yeah. <laughs> and you lads and girls interested in it. But um, no, listen, it's 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 wonderful to hear a player come on and speak about. It. It's great to hear a story going well. And, and as Jenny said, your story in general of maybe being held back for a bit and something you wanted to do but chasing it never too late and I hope any player will reach out to us at any stage um, and, and, and chase after those dreams as well so KB thanks very much and Jenny as well to you as always <laughs> so well done and uh, look the work myself and Kieran will say with all the guests here but the work Jenny does uh, in the background um, in welfare and in coaching is astronomical and I know all the players appreciate it so thanks very much Jenny and Kevin, thank you very much indeed for, for joining us on the, the Player's Voice. Um, good to hear from you both and good to hear, Kevin, that, you, that, that you're well. Um, keep that golf handicap coming then. So and by the time the next Olympics comes around in Paris in three years' time, maybe yourself and Beggs will take up the uh, Rory McIlroy, Shane Lowry mantle um, in, in the golf at the Olympics. Look, at, g- good to talk to you both. Um, and before um, we take a, a, a short break here, we're going to hear from our official healthcare partner, that's UPMC, and we're going to hear from Tygo Sullivan, who's going to be talking to us about ACL injuries. Hello, my name is uh, Tygo Sullivan, and I'm Director of Orthopaedics, specialising in knee injuries at UPMC Whitfield Clinic. For many years, I've been involved in Gaelic games as both a player and a sports surgeon. ACL injuries, unfortunately, are quite common in Gaelic games. The reason for this is that it's very fast sport with a lot of rotation. The good news is that these injuries, while in historically were career-ending, now can be treated very successfully. The first question that players usually ask me are, are all twisting injuries, ACL injuries, and the answer to this is thankfully no. Most twisting injuries to knees are usually sprains or bone bruising, and these will all heal on their own. And these are the vast majority of injuries to players. The most common question that's I'm asked is why do ACL ligaments reconstructions take so long to heal and for players to take so long to get back to sport? The answer to this is that ACL injuries, ligament injuries are not repaired. They are reconstructed. And lastly, I'm often asked the question, if I worked harder and pushed my recovery, won't I be able to get back sooner? One of the greatest myths when it comes to ACL reconstruction recovery is faster is better. The reason that it's time to give your knee time to heal is to give it time to heal biologically, to revascularize. So while nobody wants to have an ACL injury to their knee, I hope if they have, then this will help answer some of the questions. Looking forward to seeing you all back on the pitch in 2021. Uh, a great a great conversation there, Kieran, with, with um, Kev and, and Jenny. And look, like I said before, the story we're hoping from him will resonate with fewer players and, and highlight that if you are in need of help, um, just get in touch with us. But I think it's great to hear him, I suppose, talk about his journey from when he was younger and starting his career and how it changed and how his focus changed a small bit. Um, and he started looking more about, I suppose, what matters to him off the field while balancing it with on the field. And also for, for me, what kind of stuck out too was the support he got from some people in the support network, like some coaches and managers and, and different teammates. You know, you can't um, you can't look at that as such a small thing. It's, it's, we've got amazing people in our in our tighter network, our, both our teammates and our coaches. And 
I think looking to them for some support was is massive help too. And I've seen more and more managers and more and more players doing that and sharing their stories. So it was an unbelievable conversation. Thanks for having me come on. And uh, I don't know how you found it, Kieran, but it's good to hear those stories come true. No, I think that's the, the key bit. Look, it's it's the point of sharing these stories is that other players hear it, other members of the GPA hear it, and that and that they reach out if they if they're in need of support from from in any situation, whatever that might be. Look, we're we're at the end of a phone, we're at the end of a text. If it's on the the, the counselling support text line, we're at the end of an email. Just get in contact with us because that's the key part to it. Um, and and thanks to Jenny for for coming on as well and giving a bit of an overview in terms of. The, the supports that are there from a welfare perspective and look she, she did contact us after the recording to to apologize for not thanking the two of us so i suppose there was no thanks going all around there now. proper order um, we'll, let her, we'll let her off this time i know she's on her, she's very busy these days so we'll let her off well, <laughs> well look that's um that's the the, the the that's it for the player's voice um this time around um thanks column to yourself for for your participation as always um we hope you've enjoyed listening and come back to us the next time and the next time around you might be hearing a slightly different player's voice um we're going to do a little bit of work on how the whole thing sounds and feels um so come back to us for that we're looking forward to it thanks 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 kieran good man